Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. Hello, Internet. Welcome to another episode of the Get Geek Podcast. How are y'all doing, Hode? I'm just going to do that again. <laughs> no, nah, don't do it again. How y'all doing, Ode? Just put this in there. Doing Ode? <laughs> I'm doing really well, Ode. I'm, I'm doing well today. I'm Jose. This is Wolfie. AJ. And this is Walt. A very coffee-deprived Walt. Yes, very, very much so. Yeah, I think we're all a little bit coffee-deprived. It's pretty early in the morning over here as we record. But we're so excited about the stuff we're going to talk about today that it doesn't matter. We're going to push through this. <laughs> so anyways, uh, let me do our quick disclaimer so we can jump right into the episode. As always, we are recording remotely, so if there are any sound issues or artifacts, please let us know. Some of you may have noticed some issues with the episode this past week. Uh, we are sorry. There were some issues where the downloads weren't working properly. Um, that should be fixed. And if there are any issues that you hear on any previous episodes, please let us know. You can email us. You can check us out at Instagram at GetGeekPodcast and send us a DM there to let us know if there are any sound issues or artifacts. Uh, and we thank you for any feedback. Of course, the best way to support your favorite podcast is to like, rate, share, and subscribe to your favorite podcast. You can find us where all of your favorite podcasts are sold. So please like, rate, share, and subscribe to the Get Geek Podcast in order to support your favorite podcast crew. Anyways, what are we doing today, guys? What's the episode all about? So today we're doing another geek out. And for those of you guys that are new to uh, Get Geek and our geek outs, what a geek out is, we just kind of meet up virtually as we are at the moment. Uh, and I guess probably for the foreseeable future, although it'd be kind of cool to get back into the uh, talent studio to do a live geek out soon. Yes, sir. Um, that'd be really cool. Uh, but we just <laughs> we're all vaccinated now, right? I think everybody's vaccinated. Yeah, I mean we are. We are. I'm down to get tested just to do a live in studio recording. I got the mic. I got if the you guys are. I got the the thermometer, the like forehead thermometer <laughs> that we could use to check people in. I'll take that. I'll, I'll get the sign. I'll get the sign in sheet. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So oh, we 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 gather up and we just you know take turns geeking out over whatever geeks do and that's you know talk about anything that's driving them crazy now and stuff and uh um and I'm actually I'm gonna go first uh, unfortunately you will not hear me throughout the podcast because I will be stepping out after my geek out I have adult duties to attend to unfortunately. Uh, not that podcasting is not adulting. It is nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would think. Oh, yeah. Um, everybody's got a podcast now. Um, but I have two geek outs. You know, one is a uh, kind of like a minor one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is a very major one. Major for me. Okay. I don't know about, about the rest of the crew here. Um, and it's funny because the second one. I wanted to kind of geek out over last time we all met. 
So I don't know if you guys remember. So there's a thread. You probably don't remember for weeks now. I don't remember, but it's been it's been it, it actually kind of it it actually works out perfect that I didn't geek out over it last time. Why is that? I'm intrigued. There's something I'm that got intrigued. like released right, or so, updated soon or recently. Drop it on us. Oh no! I mean, hit us with it. You know, hit us it, with it. well, I'll, I'll hit you with that one second. Okay. Right? okay. The first thing that I'm going to geek out over is uh, this new manga that I'm reading, mm-hmm. and uh, it's called Spy Family, and I'm holding okay. up the book here. Oh, that looks cool. Um, on our video chat, uh, it's it's a uh, it's kind of a cool little quirky manga. Mm-hmm. It's it's um it's an interesting manga. It's not like one of those like super action packed um, mangas that I'm used to reading. I, I like to read like like adult manga and and very like uh you know like, like, like the world is coming to an end battle manga and stuff death right and, death and guts and 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 it's either that or it's or it's giant robots aka gundam right so um but i was at kinokuniya a few a few weeks ago nice actually like a month ago at this point and that i picked this so books cool. and i picked this one up and and i haven't i haven't um actually started reading it until you know because i just kind of picked it up because it was on the shelf and it looked kind of interesting it was a new release mm-hmm. and i was like you know what let me just let me just you know uh like roll the dice and, and and check this out so i picked up the first two books and i have fallen in love with it it's the story of a it's a very light-hearted manga by the way so that's the thing it's completely different from what i'm used to reading um it's the story of a uh, master spy who is tasked with infiltrating the enemy country's uh, organizational structure in some way mm-hmm. and take out, essentially take out the, like, one of the main operatives there. Huh. However, so like John Wick. <laughs> sort of, sort of. But if he wasn't However, focused on the dog, is that is that character no, 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 cover no, the main character? So check this out. Check this out. So, oh no. Oh, uh, well, that's the second book. He's okay. in the cover of the main one. Yes. Okay. You can, uh, you damn, can I look at. I should have had this one so I could show it to you. You can look Super for that. Cool in looking characters. Or I can look it up on the internet. Go ahead. So. So the the thing about this uh, operative is that he's super he's a super secluded person, and so there's no way to get to him except through this very prestigious um, elementary school. That he is a like I guess a a um, like uh like some part of some some part of the organization of the school. He's like an administrator. So in order for him to mm-hmm. something like that. So in order for him to get to this guy. He has to infiltrate the country and pose as a family man and get his child into the school and then make the child become best friends with that person's son so that they can come over and have like family, you know, get togethers and stuff. So he gets him. Now, here's the thing. Okay. He so is the a kid's man- a spy, right? No. So the kid's a spy also, right? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So he is a master spy. He goes to adopt a child, and he has to adopt a child. child, Yeah, he adopts a child. He's like, well, I need a child that's going to be able to get into the school. This is madness. (laughs) The child is psychic. 
but he doesn't know this. And so the thing is that the child can read minds and the child's favorite thing to do is to watch this show. Her favorite show is like this uh, spy show. Um, and when she read his mind, he's posing as just some guy that's looking to adopt a child, but she read his mind and she knows he's a spy. So she did everything to kind of convince him to adopt her. So he's like, wow, this girl's perfect. So he adopts her. I'm loving he... this book already, man. <laughs> so, so he gets in, he gets into the application. And then he realized that for the application, they frown upon uh, single husbands and like nucleus families. So he's like, well, I need to get a wife. So then he goes out on a secret mission okay. to obtain a wife and he bumps into some girl while he's with the, the, the daughter and all that. And lo and behold, she reads her mind and this girl, she's like super shy. And, and her little background story is that she, um, everyone's always asking about her, like, uh, you know, relationship status, especially her brother who really cares about her mm-hmm. and to get him off her back. She says, Oh yeah, I have a boyfriend. So then he goes like, oh, great. I would love to meet him. You know, I'm going to see him tonight. <laughs> so then now she's like, oh, my God, I need a boyfriend. And so the daughter reads her mind and realizes, oh, she's perfect. She needs someone for my daddy. So she gets them to kind of like fall in love with each other. Not fall in love with each other, but get together. But the caveat to her is that she's an assassin. <laughs> so she's like a super ninja wow. assassin. With like I was the, I was waiting for you to say something about. She's like the sickest her. combat skills ever. And so, and the thing is that that TV show that that girl loves is about a spy chasing an assassin. So it's her two favorite things. <laughs> so this is like, do they and, have a dog that's like like crypt like uh? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that'd be pretty cool. No, they don't have any pets yet, but uh, like so Mr. far it seems it, like it's Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's one or of something. those things that's kind of like a, it's kind of like that, except that they don't know. She, he doesn't know that she's an assassin. He thinks that she's just a maid, and she doesn't know that he's a spy. She thinks that he's just like some like computer guy or something like that. I forgot what it was. Yeah. Wasn't that you Mr. Know? and Mrs. Smith, it sounds right with Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, was I guess just so. about yeah, yeah. to say that. But with like, yeah, it's the right. family version. It's the family but, version. But Professor X is their daughter, I guess. That's like the, the wild card yes, in this. Exactly. <laughs> or Jean yeah. Grey. So Jean Grey, right? Um <laughs> and, and the so, wife is Joan Wick, right? John and Joan. <laughs> so like the, the the book is like just it's one of those things that like chapter after chapter, it's just so like it's it's fun you know i haven't had like this kind of emotion reading a manga in a while just because of like the situ- it's like a situational comedy basically like every chapter is like something new that's <laughs> happening you know so like for example like he he sends her to part of her mission he sends her to school and he's like all right you have to she says he says you have to be a good student you have to make friends with everyone but in his mind he's like you know for the sake of world peace so now she's got all this pressure and this, that, and the other. But then her mom is teaching her like karate because she's like, if you go to school, you don't, you can't get bullied. She goes to school on the first day and she knows who she needs to be best friends with, you know, the son of this like guy. But then it turns out that he's like a bully, so he's a douche. And <laughs> she, he like really like makes her feel really, Dang. really bad. And then she just remembers like where her faux mom taught her is like someone tries to bully you do this move she punches the crap out of this kid you know basically puts him on blast and there goes plan a to saving the world (laughs) 
I'm looking at these covers. The art so, style is really yeah. cool, Walt. You got the art style is really cool, and again, like the action in there is pretty cool. It's super, super funny. I highly recommend it. It's called uh, Spy Family, and I believe it's uh, if I'm not mistaken, is this person's first manga. But I might not. I might. I may be. I may be wrong about that. But the story and art by Tatsuya Endo. So, Spy anyway. Family by Tetsuya Endo looks really cool. So. That's my first geek out. It was kind of a minor geek out. I, I, I know I rambled on a little bit there, um, but it got kind of a little overly excited. It looks cool. The second geek out yeah. is one that I really wanted to geek out over last week, but it's better that I geek out this week because now the geek out is greater. Mm-hmm. And I've known you guys for some time now, right? Yeah. A yeah. few years uh, now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, Eli's not here, but... I'm geeking out over the Melgar's success. <laughs> you guys, you okay. sneaky, you bank. guys are killing it. <laughs> so, for those of you guys that don't uh, know, maybe they haven't talked about it publicly and stuff. Don't know if you guys want to, but me personally, I have to give credit where credits due. And over <laughs> the pandemic, it seems like it seems like uh, during the quarantine, and everything you guys really like hustled and 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 got super focused in whatever your career paths and goals are and with jose jose he he, he uh got his uh, uh was it net plus uh a plus a plus yeah cisco it a cert. plus certification basic it cert but it's i got i got an it cert while the while the pandemic was going on yes sir yeah i'm very uh, proud of you thank yay. you thank you eli eli nice. gets into two two um audition art schools not just one but two and unfortunately he's not here but i know that he uh didn't really want to talk about it but so i'm not going to name the schools or anything like that but it's not the easiest thing to get into to to get accepted to just to even just one audition based school when it comes to um you know auditioning creative work Mm -hmm. you know for anybody that's a creator out there you guys know how it is to you know put yourself out there it's one thing to create and you know if you're a writer an artist um a a musician anyway it's one thing to create pieces of art for yourself it's another to put it out there for criticism and eli put it out there and got accepted to two the two schools his two top schools that he applied Mm -hmm. to so tough ones yep that's Mm -hmm. kudos kudos and then AJ, which I wouldn't have been able to geek out about this last time, because AJ, <laughs> he 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 wore the black gown and graduated from Queens College. Yay. Yes, congratulations! You know, thank you. Um, and so, and not only that, but AJ is also writing now for New York Film Academy, and that's another yeah. huge thing. And all this combines to 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 just you know. An awesome story when you consider that the ultimate achievement of Walt doing his thing as dad, you know, with his kids, and being such an inspiring factor, killing and it, such a motivator, and and you know, like I don't know how much more successful you could be as a father. So thank congrats. you, sir. Thank you, sir. Woo! That's what I'm geeking out over. That's my major geek out. Major geek outs. Thank you, man. We really appreciate that. We appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. And up and up and onwards to everybody, man. Up and onwards to everybody. Hey, we're happy. Yep, yep, yep. We're, we're happy that your business, the dojo, is 
you know, stabilize. Oh yeah. You know, now that things are over. <laughs> yeah, with it's, pandemic, uh, it's 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 busier than it ever has been. So that's a good thing. Yeah, it's amazing, yeah. man. You know, and like it was tough for a little while for for everybody. It was tough for a little while for you. So kudos to you, man. Like you get freaking kudos oh, man, for killing you. it. Also, like for holding on and like finding ways to make your business viable. Well, all this was going on because a lot of people struggle. I got to yeah, give you kudos for that as tough. well. Congratulations on your newfound success with the dojo being busier than ever, man. Yeah. The dojo and now, now you guys know why I didn't want to. Now, now you know why I didn't want to miss the geek out this week. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little there bit of a scheduling go. conflict every once, so you know we were originally supposed to record a whole day before and all that stuff, but I really didn't want to miss the geek outs. Um, but uh, yeah, that's 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 the geek out for today we'll make sure awesome. eli hears thanks, this thanks. We'll make sure Eli hears this for sure <laughs> well let let, let, let <laughs> oh, him hear it on the podcast let him absolutely. hear it on the podcast yeah absolutely 100 thank you wolfie sir thank you wolfie sir anyways i'm gonna pass it off to whoever's geeking out next i guess i'll and i'll take the torch since you my, have to in my, out. in my in my richard nixon double p sign okay chill or asian or asian gang signs <laughs> uh peace out guys hope you guys enjoy right. the rest of the podcast and i can't wait to listen in on monday peace so. out wolfie later bro you hear that guys later. mondays mondays is when we release if you're new to this podcast every monday monday right. monday 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 that's the only reason to look monday. forward to monday ever peace out peace out brother <laughs> Bye. Man. Peace out. That was a that was a fun geek out. I'm feeling feeling very proud yeah. and humbled and grateful and thankful to Wolfie, who again is also a, a good friend of the family and an amazing businessman. And he's got an awesome dojo, the Dojo NYC, that y'all should definitely go to if you're in the New York or the Brooklyn or Queens area. That's an awesome school. He runs an awesome program there. He's got some awesome instructors and just everything about it is awesome. And you should go there. So, uh, but anyways, after that quick plug, after he plugged the the Melgars, uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to geek out. And I'm going to tell you guys what I've been excited about over the last uh, couple of weeks. Because we were off for this Memorial Day. Uh, we decided to take a little break and give you guys a little bit of a break and let you catch up on some older episodes. Um, so let me get started. One thing I'm geeking out about uh, on this past week in this past week is um, I've jumped back into No Man's Sky. Uh, there was a recent update that's really Ooh. pretty, really pretty. Um, it's a lot of it is aesthetic. It? Um, it's graph. It's a graphics update, but they added like new reflections, lighting, um, just all sorts of really, really amazing graphical updates and things of that nature. Uh, what console are you playing it on? I'm playing it on the Series X, which is awesome. Ah, yeah, okay. yeah. It, I don't, very, very nice. I don't think the update is uh, available on Xbox One or PS4. Um, I just don't think that it, that it, they have the horsepower to run some of these lighting effects and things like that. So it's it got an update on PC, uh, on Xbox Series X, and on PlayStation Five, and visually, it just really looks stunning. It's the so No Man's Sky was one of the games that I really wanted to play when I first got my Series X because it did have some really cool Series X updates. Um, but, you know, it, I had been playing it on the Xbox One, not the One X prior to that. And mm -hmm. 
the update was nice. The frame rate update is amazing. I've decided that every game that I possibly can, I'm going to try to put it in performance mode because I love that 60 frames per second. It's buttery smooth. So cool. Um, and the graphics definitely look better. Lighting and stuff like that were amazing. But now, like, they have, like, colored lighting and a little bit of ray tracing effects. And it it's really actually... It's the first game where I'm playing the Series X where I'm like, yes, this is what a next-gen console game is supposed to look like. Because everything else, again, just a little shine on some other games. But this yeah. is really, really cool. And if you haven't played No Man's Sky, it's it's a really, really great game. It's available on Game Pass right now for free if you have Xbox Live Ultimate Game Pass. Um, you're just exploring space, basically. And the update not only added some really nice graphical effects, one of which is, it was kind of odd to me before, when you flew out in space, you didn't really see that many stars. And now they added a star field to it. Little things like that. That's cool. Yeah, little things like that. Um, just like the the 3D and everything like, like that just looks a little bit smoother. But they also added the ability, apparently, which I haven't tried out yet, to ride flying animals. So I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. That looks interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's totally silly and totally weird, but the thing about No Man's Sky that's really cool is it's it's been a success story in terms of a game that was plagued with issues at launch. Just bugs. Yeah, at the very beginning, it was bad. You played it early on, so. I think, right? Is, is, isn't that something that I, you mentioned? I did buy it early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I did buy it early on because it was one of these games that I've always I've always been fascinated with the fact that if you fly into a planet and you leave a planet, I shouldn't be I I've always wanted a game where there was no cutscene of me leaving the planet. Yeah. Like everything was done in game and that was kind of the allure for me. Um but yeah, at the very beginning it it was it was really, really buggy and it really messed. And like you said, great success story mm-hmm. because they've made it into one of the best games out there now yeah. you know they really really have yeah they they the live service model that they used has received a lot of flack from when other companies use it like ea and things like that but um mm-hmm. oh man i gotta shout out the company that that created this i sometimes i forget it because it's not one of the bigger developers um if you'll excuse me i'll look that up very quickly another thing they added to the game by the way recently i'm just going to shout this out is they added the normandy from no man's sky which is freaking awesome uh but yeah this game has been you mean from uh mass effect or, right? excuse me from mass effect yes not from no man's sky yeah. that's the game i'm talking about from mass effect <laughs> um that is awesome yeah you can actually purchase and fly the normandy from mass effect and it's one of the coolest sci-fi spaceships ever i think so that's really really exciting but you know they added that they added a couple of other really really great features uh, to the game as of late and it's been a success story for the live service and it's really something that I'm looking at to to kind of see what happens with games like Cyberpunk 2077 you know I want to see if Cyberpunk 2077 yes. can recover in the same way and really become a, just a, a fantastic and epic and wonderful game uh, like No Man's Sky has become over its live service uh, it's time as a live service. So um, the developer... Well, the cyberpunk, the cyberpunk developers ha- have said that they're going to continue to support it and try and, and build it and fix it out. Yeah. So that there's some hope there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's definitely some hope there. And if they can achieve half of what... Uh, Hello Games is the developer 
a smaller developer. Oh, okay. But they're definitely on the map now with this because they're they're just introducing great content to No Man's Sky and great updates and really, 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 really turning this into the game that everybody envisioned at launch. So all is kind of forgiven um, for No Man's Sky. So moving on, I'm going to jump into... I have a couple of geek outs. This one will be short because it's kind of just anticipation. Um, I'm really, 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 really looking forward to the Eternals. This has been the Marvel movie that basically after Spider-Man far from home and after infinity war and, and Endgame and all that, you know, I was excited about some of the shows. I was excited about WandaVision. I'm, I'm excited about Loki as well. Certainly, it's coming out this week, uh, this Friday, I think, as, as we record. It's coming Friday. But The Eternals has been for a while the thing that I've been really excited to, to sink my teeth into. And I think it's because this is going to, un- unlike any movie before even Endgame and Infinity War, this movie is going to change the Marvel Universe. It's going to change how the MCU kind of deals with its characters you know when you're adding the the eternals and the deviants and the celestials into the main storyline not just mentioning them or showing them like they did in in previous marvel or mcu movies um you're adding all this incredible lore that wasn't there before they're going to show what the eternals were doing when thanos was wreaking havoc on the universe and yeah that's that's a big thing that everybody's been asking about yeah yeah because they had the power to do it because you know to, to stop him before he got the absolutely and and it's mm-hmm. and and the trailer does seem to suggest that now they're going to be playing a more active role in the the MCU universe, which begs the question: Why? Yeah, why? Why did you wait until after Thanos happened? So that that's going to be a very big thing. Um, is there something greater than Thanos that we are are not aware there, of? That's, that's going to be, be interesting. Right? Maybe we're going to start getting like Beyonder references, or you know, the 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 High Eternals, or or like you're just going to get all kinds of crazy crazy references to different characters, probably different yep. Marvel cosmic level characters at this point. And I think that's why I'm super excited about it. Plus, this cast. I mean, Angelina Jolie. You know, John Stark, Kit Harrington, Millie Bobby Brown, Richard Madden, who also was in Game of Thrones. He was um, Rob Stark, Gemma Chan, mm-hmm. Kumail Nanjani, who got super jacked for this movie. You know, Salma Hayek, like who else? Uh, you know, you got Brian Tyree Henry, who I've mentioned before. I love him. He's he's a fantastic actor, wonderful mm-hmm. actor. And yeah. he's in this movie as well. So I just wanted to give a quick mention because, you know, the trailers have dropped recently. They had a couple of trailers that dropped and, and showed us a little bit more of what the film's going to be like. Um, I mean, not to not to even forget that this movie is being directed by Chloe Zhao, who just won an Oscar for Nomadland. So there's just so much to look forward to. And I just saw a video where she talked about how much freedom they gave her in this movie. To, to make the movie that she wanted to make, and she's really excited about it, it sounds like. So it sounds like like this might be one of those maybe like lightning really strikes in the right place type movies for me, and I'm really hoping that this is a, a home run, and I can't wait to see it. It comes out November 5th, 2021, so we're still a few months away, but the trailer's got me excited. That's all I got to say. Um, all right, so I said okay. that was going to be relatively quick. I want to move on and let you guys talk as well. So I'll make this one semi-quick as well because I haven't seen that many episodes yet. But I have been digging my way into the 
the new season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure that just dropped on Netflix. The dub, uh, Diamond is Unbreakable. How funny is that? Yeah, <laughs> you can have you can have a collaborative geek out here because I think uh, AJ was going to be talking about JoJo as well. I've only, I've only gotten in about four or five episodes. I think I'm not hundred percent sure how far i've gotten but i saw a few i think it dropped about a week or a week and a half ago on netflix they dropped the new episodes and yeah aj it's 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 hilarious so far i love i don't know why i i just love i didn't actually love jotaro as a character i know that's kind of blasphemy to some people i love the voice actor you know that's that's my boy levi in attack on titan but to me, I actually like the earlier Joe stars were so much better, especially um, John. Yeah, Jonathan Joseph. or Joseph, excuse me, Joseph, Joseph, before he became kind of a whiny old man. Joseph was the best. Right. Um, and, you know, all righty then. Yeah, I love I love Joe, Joe, Joe star. He was just he just would just talk so much crap in his fights and it was just so hilarious and so wonderful. But Joe Turo wasn't my favorite character. I like his evolution here. I like what they're what they're doing with him in here so far, um, and I mean, Josuke, Josuke is hilarious. I think I think I I love how he don't, gets don't triggered. Don't talk about his hair. I love I, I love it. it. <laughs> I love that he's so humble and chill and relaxed and cool and like even like like submissive. They were bullying him in that first episode. He was like, okay, sir. He was just fine with everything as long as they, I guess, didn't bother anybody. And then they made comments about his hair and he just went off. <laughs> right. Isn't that really it's isn't it hilarious how they kind of like make fun of his pompadour, AJ? And like, that's how he goes crazy. It is. <laughs> there's actually a very once you get up to it, there's a really to me, it was a very interesting story as to why he gets so triggered. Oh, OK. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure I got up to that yet. Like I said, I'm only a few episodes in, but I've been really enjoying this this new season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure so far. And I had heard Diamond is Unbreakable is one of the more entertaining and fun seasons. Uh, I do want to go back like I do with every anime that I watch and watch the, the Japanese with subtitles. Um, normally I start with the sub, but a friend of mine introduced me to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and we started with the dub. So I want to get as far into this as possible and then work my way back. Um, I think Koichi is a great character also so far. He's been a, a really, really fun character. And, you know, I like the new stands that they've introduced. Um, again, like them changing over from Hamon power to stands in the previous arcs wasn't my favorite decision, but I like where they're going with it here. And I, I got to give a shout out to, to Joseph K's like stand power. It's really cool and really, really interesting, I think. Yeah. Like, I guess this is a minor spoiler, but his stand has the ability to heal. Um, but it, it only has the ability to heal everyone else. It cannot heal its user. So he can't use it to heal himself. And he can't use it to bring back the dead, which will be a plot point. I'm going to leave it at that. Like I said, I'm not going to spoil it too much. But so far, JoJo, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable, has been really fantastic. I love the evolution of Jotaro. I love the introduction of Josuke and Koichi. I love the villains so far. The animation is even more interesting. I do love how they changed the animation in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure season over season a little bit. 
Um, and yeah, that's that's my geek out. Um, you know, I'm gonna pass it off to you, AJ, since it sounds like you might want to talk about this a little more. But if not, can you just jump into whatever it is that you're geeking out about this week, please, sir? Let us know. So I'm actually gonna start. I'm actually gonna talk about the meat and potatoes of my geek out, which, <laughs> believe it or what? not, is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Two. Okay. The only difference with me is that I actually finished. Oh, okay. Okay. Like everything. Oh, you finished the whole season. <laughs> yes. Nice. It's like twenty something um, episodes, right? Thirty, somewhere in the range of thirty-nine. Nice. It must be really good if you yeah. finished it like that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 um, I, I liked this new season. Um, I mean, the arts, the art style was, was pretty, was pretty good, but I don't know. I, I really kind of liked last season's art style better mm. honestly okay i like how it's different um i think season one yeah. is my favorite art style wise but go ahead um what is the other thing uh there was one thing that um they they kind of they kind of talk about and to me at least it seems like super duper important as to why it's even a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm a little disappointed that they don't go a little bit further into that. Hmm. And it, it seems, at least to me, kind of unresolved. But I don't know if maybe that's something the next JoJo will kind of unravel. Uh, but, yeah, I mean... Hopefully, because it's actually something that's pretty important. Uh, I don't know if you've gotten up to this yet. Um, do you know anything? Uh, I'm just going to say something completely odd. Okay. Um, that thing Cupid has. Hmm. Have I gotten up to that? I'm not sure. No, I don't um, think so. I, what whatever it is that you that you're talking about, I want to go okay. watch it now because I gotta I gotta catch up now that you're talking about it and geeking out about it as well. I feel like I have to jump into it even more. But I feel like if anything to address if they're gonna if they're gonna go back to this, it seems like they're good at connecting stuff from previous seasons. I mean, they had Dio around for like how many seasons? He just disappeared, and then he, they were like, "Yeah, he's back," and and he's the main villain again. So. They're good, I think, at tying stuff up in the show that happened a few seasons ago. I'm hoping that they'll do that that same thing with this plot point that you're jumping on. Yeah. Indeed. And while I enjoyed this season pretty well, um, I don't know for for some reason, I kind what I would assume to be the main villain of the season. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He just wasn't as uh, I didn't find him as compelling as past villains. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, first and foremost is Dio. Yeah, Cars was also pretty cool. Mm-hmm. He's you know he has his own little thing as like the master of the stone men. 
but this newest one, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it just has to do with the fact that the setting is a small town, so it's kind of like small town problems, mm-hmm. but like maybe dialed up 50 to 75%. But uh, I don't know. It's weird. His power is is somewhat uh, interesting as a stand, but also like it's not very OP, at least from what I've gathered so far. I don't know. Ah, uh, no, you you are not up to the main villain. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. You're not. His 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 stand <laughs> can be pretty overpowered. <laughs> More than more than stopping time. Okay, I got to jump on that. I definitely got to jump on that. I love. I loved how that basically it's, was. It's it's as it's on that level. Yeah, it does just kind of made me wonder for a quick second. Who? That's all I'm gonna say. Who did time skip first? Was it Hit or was it Dio? I wonder. Hmm. That is an interesting question. I mean, that's the same I'm power. I'm tempted to right? say it's Hit, but the manga for. Uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, I'd imagine, has been out far longer. Yeah, it's been out for a bit, so I don't know who got time skip first. We're gonna have to see if if Dio and Hit want to fight and figure out who got that time skip power first. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, now I really got to watch it. Now I really got to catch up. I'm gonna go watch at least two or three episodes after the podcast is over. Yeah. So uh, I guess to kind of wrap it up. Uh, it, it was still really good. It was still a pretty good season. I, like I was, I was hooked there. So, um, passing with flying colors on on that on that point. Just there were a few things that I at least feel could have been done better. But yeah, it was pretty good. Okay. Uh, these next two geek outs are going to be very short. Uh, I've progressed a little bit with uh, running for my life in Far Cry Primal. <laughs> I so basically I've ex- I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but uh, no, I don't think I did mention this last time. I've been expanding my territory by taking down outposts. So I've been traveling further south on the map. Also. <laughs> Okay. Explain what Far Cry Primal is for everybody. Oh yeah, yeah so Far Cry on. Far Cry Primal is uh, well, it's your standard Far Cry game where basically you're um, you know you're uh you're shooting, you're I guess gathering resources and you know trying to progress through the story to get to like you know normally there's a big bad like. You have the sub bads like Voss, and uh, and they they kind of have one for uh, Far Cry Primal. His name is O, I think. Ool, and that's gonna sound like a strange name to you, but it's not so strange once you realize that it's setting caveman times. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> And it, it deals with, well, Far Cry is known for its very psychedelic, uh, <clears throat> drug-induced uh, trips. You certainly get no shortage of that with the 
with the shaman that you uh, recruit to your team. So, uh, basically, what and again, a staple of the Far Cry games are there are certain outposts, and you kill everyone in the outpost so that you can claim the outpost for yourself. So, I've been doing that. Because I haven't had any idea how to progress the main story. In doing that, so you start off in the north where, as I soon found out, things are relatively peaceful. Maybe you'll get ambushed by a wolf or some wild dogs, but you're pretty fine. When you go down south... Okay. Oh God, does it suck? <laughs> you run more. You run more often into bears, freaking saber-toothed tigers, cave lions, woolly rhinoceroses. If you get too close, they'll like go berserk on you. That's like, kind of interesting. Away. That's kind of like more like. Did you ever play the first Far Cry? The very first Far Cry was was a lot more no, focused on. I haven't. There were more animals and, st- and things like that in that first Far Cry. In fact, they were like some sort of like weird genetically engineered monsters on the island, which is something that's not really as prominent in the series other than Primal, right? Because you do have some bears and things like that in the other games. But there was a big element of like not just dudes with 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 guns in the first Far Cry. It was actually pretty cool if, and a little different from where the series went after that. Yeah. Um, shoot. What was I going to say? And there's no shortage of like uh, prehistoric stuff. Um, Walt's favorite is in here. I think it's called Brontotherium, right? Yeah. Uh, you have some other cool stuff like the woolly mammoth, the woolly rhinoceros. Um, God, there was this one time <laughs> I picked on like an elk. And I was hunting it. And normally when I'm hunting those kinds of things, I expect it to go very smoothly. But what ended up happening <laughs> is that when I got too close, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to come in for the kill now. Did not go as I planned. <laughs> because it ended up doing a, a donkey on me and started <laughs> kicking me to death with its hind legs. And I actually died. <laughs> It's like when I got thrown off a cliff like, by a Jesus. bear in, in Ghosts of Tsushima. <laughs> yeah, I have a clip exactly. of that. That surprise element. Whoa, what is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even the elk are scary in this game. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Isn't uh, it weird how the wolves come out of nowhere, though? Yes. And and they, they hunt as a pack, don't they, right? They're hunters. Oh, yeah. Which... which yeah, it's like sometimes scary. they'll be lone wolves or in threes, but I've seen them in packs as big as six. And it is really like I I tried. I soloed four at best. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's really hard to juggle, but you can do it. But six is just so overwhelming. <laughs> I can't do it by myself. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> Oh man! And then the horrible thing about saber-toothed tigers—they like take away 
three-fourths almost all of your health in, like, one strike. I mean, their teeth are, like... So navigating the south is, like, like super horrible. It's so bad. Saber-toothed tigers were some of the the most efficient killers in history, so I would hope that they would take away a a big chunk of your health or they'd just be big kitty cats and not scary at all. (laughs) That wouldn't work. Yeah, there was one time I actually saw this. There, there are actually some pretty interesting random interactions in the game. One time I saw a saber-toothed tiger hunt a woolly rhinoceros. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually got to see them fight from a distance. That's something that, I mean, you kind of got starting from Far Cry 3, but I think in this one, it was like, it wasn't just, oh, it ran up to it and it went like, eh. Scratch, scratch. No, the thing jumped on its neck. Like it was really, it was really not sophisticated. Uh, it was really involved. <laughs> and then there That's was this cool. other time where two two saber cats were fighting each other, <laughs> and it was just like little things like that. I appreciate that. Like the wild isn't just static. Until until you walk in, like you can walk in on some of the weirdest stuff, <laughs> or the not the, the weirdest stuff, like some of the craziest it's stuff. Always been fun. <laughs> and funny story, I actually got my first saber cat pelt just from that. Uh... <laughs> from that encounter, yeah. that's cool because you know it it, it creates a, a a world that feels lived in. It, it doesn't it doesn't create a world like if you have those things like you were saying where it's like oh they're just kind of swiping at each other it, it feels scripted that way but the way you you make it sound like it's like you know it's really dynamic it, it really feels like you're dropped into this prehistoric world and it's like it's mm-hmm. actually there are things that are happening that don't happen because of you it's just happening because it happens. And <laughs> games like that are really, really sandbox. awesome. Like, there was the one time uh, also, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was this hawk, and it was a pretty big hawk. There was a pack of wild dogs, like, just running through, like, the plains. And I could have sworn I saw a hawk just go and pick one up. And I just, like, that. fly off with it. I can see that. If it was small enough, a hawk would do that for sure. Because that would be some some a great meal for a hawk, and they're big and strong enough. <laughs> Plus, it's a prehistoric hawk, right? Yeah, I so. saw I saw a video. Yeah, I saw a video the other day of a, of an eagle trying to take a, a kid away. So, you know, yeah, that's definitely something that totally could happen. It's possible. You know? <laughs> Super yeah. crazy definitely. stuff. And I guess I'll end it and end Far Cry out with I finally got back on track with the main story because lo and behold, I was just dumb. There's a story. Yeah, well, yes, there's a story. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You just you just very rarely actually do the story elements in any of the sandbox games that you play. <laughs> yeah. You just murder people well, in, in actually, Grand Theft Auto. Exactly. I get that. Well, yeah. Most of the time, but I actually, what I do now is mm-hmm. I try to get the story out of the way first ah. and then go ham. Like when you guys have been hearing me talk about GTA 5, I actually completed the story. Oh, okay. Beforehand. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> 
And then you go with all of your yeah. acquired weapons and kill everything in sight. Yes. Understood. <laughs> yes. Understood. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, I found the. I finally found story mode. The thing that threw me off was that the waypoint for where I had to go was extremely similar to the last waypoint that I had to go to. So I was like, okay, why is it sending me there again? What, I have to talk to him again after I just finished talking with him? That doesn't make sense. Okay, maybe I have to wait. Is it a different character or? No, it's, it's, it's the same character. Because uh, they use certain icons to represent characters uh missions by this character that you're sent on. Uh, okay okay so it was just it was in very close to the exact same place and i was like okay maybe i have to wait this is one of those timed missions or i have to get rid of some of the outposts and maybe that unlocks it turns out i just had to go there <laughs> okay just gotta hang out there so bad all right <laughs> I uh, and anyway, the last one. Um, I've actually begun trying the first Mass Effect. Ah, did you did you guys Woo-hoo! did you try um the new Legendary Edition? Is that what you're playing, or are you playing just Mass Effect? No, I'm playing the first one on 360. Oh, yeah, I'm playing Legendary Edition. Same. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just left the Citadel in Legendary Edition, so. I'm still in there. Mm-hmm. What, what's it like for you so far, AJ? Well, I, I'm sorry, I got to say this. It's a vastly superior game to Kotor. Is it? Yeah, uh, but you know what? It's a, it's a different, it's a different thing because I mean, it came out later. Mass Effect is is really built. Yeah, it's really built on. You know all the uh, the feedback that people had from Kotor. Yeah. So they took Kotor, and they kind of that was their foundation. You know? Mass Effect. Kotor was so so um, it, it was so revolutionary that you know it, it it definitely was a first of its kind. So you know what it is you know? to me. It was like Mass Effect was was Bioware, which had made great games like like Baldur's Gate. You guys know I love that game. I've talked about it before. They made great games like KOTOR. They've made all these great D&D-style games. Mass Effect was the pinnacle of taking everything they had learned from those yes. games and the feedback to to create their first true AAA title. That's what Mass Effect is. Yep. And that's why exactly. it's so freaking great. Like, tell, tell us more, AJ. It it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Right? What do you love yeah, about it? Yeah, it's just from the pacing... Mm-hmm. Because one thing that really turned me off to KOTOR was things took a really long time to do. And it wasn't always clear where you had to go. Sometimes. In Mass Effect, it's pretty clear where you need to go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's not like you're waiting a thousand years. Well, you didn't have to necessarily wait a thousand years to fight someone in KOTOR. But uh, it's just easier to... And then that's another thing, the combat mechanics. I, yeah. I like the fact that it's not just you put in a command and, oh, okay, the character doesn't attack. Mm-hmm. I like that you are actually doing the attack. <laughs> so that's something I vastly appreciate mm-hmm. to what to, to the older culture. Yeah, the, the real-time actual 
combat as opposed to the turn-based combat of older games. Or like KOTOR paused the game, but it was a little different. Yeah. And you know, the first Mass Effect is actually the biggest weakness that people didn't like was the gameplay, believe it or not. Yeah. Was the shooting. They actually really? updated it in Legendary and made it better and smoother and faster. And it's much better. Wait until you get to Mass Effect 2. My goodness. The combat is so much better in Mass Effect 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. If you're loving Mass Effect now, wait until you get into the second and the third one. The second one is... You, you're going to blow your... The second one is the pinnacle. Yeah, the second one, obviously, the is, is the better one, you know, mm-hmm. but but the third one was pretty good. Have you... Have you... Um, I, You know what? Continue. I'm sorry. I don't want to... I don't want to jump on. It's this. not hijack, oh. I guess. Um, it's just such a good game. What was yes, the other exactly. Thing? I know. What was the other thing? There's more. Oh, God. So you had the combat... The story, really like. the pacing, the story, mm-hmm. the story is really yes, and that's another thing. The pacing with the story is also really mm-hmm. good, and I think it sets up its problem rather well, in, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Uh, I kind of like the whole, like normally you're used to humans being like in the position of power when it comes to traversing the stars. That is not the case here. And this is actually a very welcome, I guess, diversion because of the way the council's set up. So I found that, like, really, really interesting. I love the world. And I'm actually... Love it. Where I left off, I was in the... It's called the Citadel, right? Where you meet with the council? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's where I left off. And there's... Is, a lot. Again, it's just really, really There's good so a far. A lot left in the game for you to explore. Oh yeah. I think um the thing that's great about Mass Effect three is that they they make some of the choices you make a lot more interesting. Because the first game you can be good or bad, but the choices are kind of generally the same. It was the third one where they kind of make you make these crazy moral choices that affect entire races like the, f- the fate of entire races. Like if you like how the choices and things like that are in this game and the combat, wait until you get to two and three. It's going to blow your mind. And they're making a new Mass Effect. We got to say that. They're making a Mass Effect 4 or something. They are working on They're coming a new out one. with a 4? Yes, because they had, they had um, Andromeda, was it, that wasn't as well received. It was kind of a, sp- a spinoff. But they're coming out mm-hmm. with an official sequel at some point in the near future. It hasn't been announced, but the rumblings have been there. And I mean, why why the heck else would they release? I mean, it's a moneymaker, but th- there's a good reason that they released Legendary Edition. They're trying to like build up that that hype for these games again. And yeah, I mean, honestly, I can't wait. Um, yeah, I gotta blaze through it at some point. Yeah, you're gonna love it. You should definitely. You should. Well, you know what? It's good that you're playing the original. You can see it as it existed when Walt and I played it way back when. So enjoy. And then jump on Legendary Edition when you're done with all of it and play it again. <laughs> yep. All right. So there's a, there's a vast improvement in Legendary Edition. Yeah, for the combat in one, you know. absolutely. Yep. The graphics are a lot better, too. But there are there are some yep. weird things in the graphics, but that's because they, they use the same engine <clears throat> as the original, and they just updated it using that engine. Um, which is fine. It's definitely, it was worth the money for me to just get back into the Mass Effect world and see some of the new stuff. Oh, 
One more, one more thing I did want to mention. I know I'm, I'm hijacking this geek out a little bit. No, I was actually pretty dumb. Yeah, no, no. So if you guys want to open it up, it's, it's totally okay. I want to let Walt speak, of course, as well, because it's it's his turn to, to finalize this. But um, the thing that I love about Mass Effect that's also really, really great about The Expanse is the, sci-fi, the science fiction, the world building, and the way they explain stuff in, in the encyclopedia. I don't know if you've, if you've dug into that at all, AJ, but I love the way that they explain things it's like in the realm of science fiction where it's it is total futuristic sci-fi but the concepts are rooted in real science like they just take it to another level and 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 it's just really really cool how they do it so far how they explain how the weapons work how the spaceships work how element zero works dig into that if you love lore and world building all right i'm gonna i'm gonna stop ranting about mass effect down i'm gonna let walt go on ahead and, and close it out for us. Listen, we can do a whole a whole episode on on ranting on Mass Effect because yeah. it is that awesome. It is, you know, it's really um, good. All right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start my my geek out really really quickly with just a, a piece of news that um, was in our Instagram chat the other day, and I have to mention it because I'm super excited about this. And Jose was the one that brought it out, um, even though I saw it on Instagram. That's it's been kind of flooding my feed. <laughs> but Donnie Yen, for freak's sake, is going to be in John Wick Four. Yeah. I mean, come on! Yeah. If there wasn't if there wasn't a person that was cool. perfect for that franchise, um, oh yeah. And it's funny because uh, Donnie Yen is such a boss, and on his Instagram feed today. Um, he dropped a, a little ditty of him doing some hip hop moves, dancing in the studio. I mean, the man can do nothing wrong. Oh, he does everything perfect. I have to look at this while you, you know? talk. I have to find it. Go ahead. Yeah, you have to watch it because I mean, it, he looks he looks like he's been doing that for like forever. And Donnie Yen, Donnie Yen, uh, he's not a young man. So kudos to him for just dancing up a storm there. You know. Um, so yeah, he's, he's going to be in John Wick four and he is going to be playing. You see it, right? Oh, he's awesome. Tell me, tell me, is that not he's awesome? A B-boy. Is that not What's awesome? Up? He's a B-boy. The man, the man's got moves. I think he's almost I mean, 60. He's, he's like 58 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I know. Right? And, and and he looks like a a, a twenty year old. Yeah, you know. Oh man, this is great. He dances better than I do. He dances way better than I do. Wow. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, oh. props props to Donnie Yen, who's going to be playing um, a friend to John Wick, an old assassin friend, of course, so cool. right? Yeah. But I, I really I really do hope that this is more than just a passing. Um, cameo for him i i hope they find a way to put him in here because donnie Yen, i love you man you know he he is a fantastic um martial artist he's a fantastic actor and the more that we get of donnie Yen, the better in my opinion he's one of the best so, ever lace it up in terms of of martial arts action 100 percent. yeah i i i, I would i would one say that i would say that he's absolutely he's definitely he's definitely in in the top of his profession when it comes to that and so, still doing it um, again super excited for him to be in john wick 4 um and i i hope he has a meaty role that we get more donnie Yen in that and hey can i can i can i 
be wishful and say spinoff maybe <sighs> but hey what what am i what do i know what do i know anyway um so moving on uh my main geek out is uh, a show that uh i watched previously in its initial run and now i'm revisiting it with my family again because they've never seen it before and it to me it's it's one of the best sci-fi shows but not in the way that you would expect hmm. Um, because the first season doesn't give you that sense at all. And I'm talking about CBS's person of interest. Um, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, Jose. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great, great show. It stars Jim Caviezel. Um, Michael Emerson is in it. And the fantastic Taraji uh, Henson is a part of the cast. Right. And... Um, to say that this show is terrific is an understatement. Um, just to give you a sense of, of how good the show is, the first season on Rotten Tomatoes scored, I think, a 66. And I don't know how, I'm sorry to cut in, but I don't no, know no, how that's that fine. is like, why 60? And we're, why? We're, in, we're in, what, like five episodes into the first season? Now, the show ran for five seasons. It's a total of 103 episodes. So, like I said, the first season rated at a 66. But the, and one of the main criticisms of the show, at least for that first season, was that while the action and the story was fantastic, mm-hmm. um, there wasn't enough fleshing out of the characters. But okay. the creators of the show responded in kind and gave you seasons two to five, which on Rotten Tomatoes score a perfect 100 um, percent for all four of the final seasons. Hey, so not, not that just goes to show you. Yeah, that just goes to show you how they've listened and how they really fleshed out the, the universe. Um, just to note, this was a show that was created by Jonathan Nolan. Um, executive produced by J.J. Abrams. So there's some major street cred there. Jonathan Nolan, if you're not aware, is the brother of Christopher Nolan. Usually, Christopher Nolan. Usually works with And they collaborate a lot. Projects, yeah, right? He's always some uncredited part of it or partially credited. He's like a producer or something usually and does a bunch of stuff. He's a screenwriter. So he wrote the... He wrote... Right. So he co-created HBO's Westworld, which is fantastic. Um, he also co-wrote, well, actually, he created a short story that Christopher Nolan made into a feature film. That uh, short story is now known in the holiday, Hollywood scene as Memento. Mm-hmm. Um, he also co-wrote um, and collaborated with Christopher Nolan on The Dark Knight, The Prestige, The Dark Knight Returns, Interstellar. So, again, some major street cred here. Um, and so... <clears throat> Again, this this is a show that starts out very weird because the first season gives you all the elements of a police procedural. Mm-hmm. It really, really does. It hints very, very lightly. Uh, well, not very lightly, but it, it does make it a, a, an element of the show of a sci-fi element. But it doesn't really dig in into like maybe the back half of the second season. And once it does boy, are you in, in for a treat because it really, really goes from crime procedural straight up into hard sci-fi. Okay. Um, and so the premise of the show is that you have Michael Emerson's character, Michael Emerson, famous from Lost. 
um, the the TV show that ran on ABC for quite a while and was a, a major phenomenon in America, at least, right? Um, he plays this reclusive billionaire. We don't know a lot about him at the very beginning, um, but he worked on a government project that was related to 9-11 where the government wanted a machine that was able to detect terrorist acts before they happen. So it's kind of like like a minor- minority report kind of thing? A little bit? Yes, uh, except the precogs in that movie is the actual machine and the AI itself. Yeah, yeah, it's totally different and, in terms and of so, like the, the way it's set up in sci-fi, I guess, yeah. Right, but similar in the case because in Minority Report, you get a little ball with a person's name in it, it's like right? Lotto. But it doesn't tell you what's going to happen, right? In this show, you don't even get a person's name. You just get a social security number. Oh, okay. And again, you, you don't know whether the person is the victim or the perpetrator. Hence the name and person And you don't of know the circumstances. Right, exactly. And you don't know the circumstances of what happened. So the entire episode is kind of trying to figure out why this person was picked by the machine. And so, again, the interesting part is that this machine was created solely for the purpose of rooting out terrorist attacks post 9 11. But it did something very interesting because Michael Emerson's character built it too well that it created another list, what he calls an irrelevant list. So basically it detects all crime. Okay. It doesn't it doesn't have the ability to figure out whether it's a uh, a mass event type of thing like a terrorist mm-hmm. attack or whether it's just a crime of passion, you Somebody know, things of that stealing nature. candy. So maybe. <laughs> ex- exactly. Okay. It, it it really doesn't. So what what he did was he created this irrelevant list which um is separate and the government doesn't see it and what it does is that every midnight it kind of erases itself and then another list comes the next day and then on in midnight it erases itself but um he found it that he couldn't live with himself knowing that he can help these people so he kind of built himself a backdoor mm-hmm. and he recruits Jim Cavizio's character to kind of help him out um in a sort of like a Batman, he's the Batman and Michael Emerson's character is kind of Alfred and stuff. And they work in secret. Nobody knows who they are. Everybody refers to Jim Cavizio's character as the suit because he wears, you know, very nice dress suits and stuff like that. But nobody knows who he is because technically both of these characters are dead to the okay. world. So. Okay. Um, you get some Batman vibes there, especially Dark Knight, where you know you have this machine that is enable it enables to you know tap into people's phones and you know all this other stuff. So it's it's a very very interesting premise. Um, the action is great, you know the characters are awesome, and like I said, uh, once you once you get past that first season where it leans heavily toward crime procedural and get into that second season, which really gets into the mythology of the mm-hmm. show and really starts leaning into the sci-fi elements of it, that's when the show really, in my opinion, takes off. And um, again, you know, interesting. It, it's one of the, one of these things where I consider it one of the best sci-fi shows um, ever. 
I, I put that up there with Expanse. I put that up there with Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. I'll put it up there with the very, very short-lived Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles and stuff like Great that. Show. Um, but if you are into sci-fi, I really, really do recommend this show for you. Um, again, that first season, you're going to have to deal with this this whole crime thing, you know, um, Taraj P. Henson's character plays a cop, um, and she's kind of looking for him. Eventually, in my opinion, she becomes like Commissioner Gordon and stuff, but (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) But again, you see the elements of Batman, you know, in here and stuff like that. And like I said, you you just got to watch the show and, and give it a chance. I know it's 103 episodes, but it's 103 episodes that you'll come out on the other side and you'll say, wow, that was an amazing show. Geeking out on an old show and returning to it once again. Sounds sounds yep. fun to me. Sounds fun to me. All right. There you go. All right. So that closes us out this week. We had a fun show. Very, very fun show. Um, and I hope that y'all enjoyed it out there. I hope that everybody enjoyed this past episode. We enjoyed certainly geeking out about all this. Before I go, I want to give our last bit of reminders to everyone out there. We did record remotely, so if you have any issues or artifacts, sound issues, or anything else that you hear with the podcast, please feel free to let us know. You can let us know on Instagram. Slide into our DMs at Get Geek Podcast. I got my air conditioner on here in the background because it's real hot in New York today. So if you heard it, so do I. You know, don't complain that much. Oh, it's almost 90 degrees in New York. What would you be yeah. doing if it was this hot, people? Come on. Relax. But anyways, yeah, the best way to support the podcast crew, this podcast that you got all the way through, a hundred, uh, 108, an hour, eight minutes, and 50 seconds as I say those words. Thank you for getting to this point with us. If you liked it, please like, rate, share, and subscribe to the Get Geek Podcast We appreciate that more than anything. Any feedback you can give us, any commenting you can do on our posts is very, very helpful as well. You could game them YouTube algorithms and get more exposure. That's the best way to show some love for your favorite podcast crew. And listen to us wherever any of your favorite podcasts are sold. You can check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and all those great places. Check us out, please. We love your fans out there. Thanks for joining us once again for an episode of the Get Geek Podcast. And there is nothing left to say at this point, but stay geeky, my friends. Hey, peace. Peace out.